0: Hello and welcome to Music Ally Focus with me, Music Ally's editor, Joe Sparrow. And in this episode, we're joined by Stationhead co-founders, Murray Levison and Ryan Starr. We talk about the platform's role as a gathering place for super fans and what those fans are seeking in a platform that mixes music, community and commerce. Now, each Music Ally Focus episode analyzes one meaningful music business story at a time, and so this podcast is going to be quick. It should take about the same amount of time as Eric Carr could hypothetically execute 25,000 drumstick hits. Eric made 722 drumstick hits, which basically means when you hit one stick against the other one in one minute in 2020. Now, Talking of obsessively clicking things, superfans are well known for their all-encompassing support of an artist and their desire to form a community to celebrate them. Stationhead started out as a kind of live radio platform that would allow users to play music and talk around the songs, but it has changed path a little to become even more oriented around fandoms and the music of specific artists. Now fans gather around stations to geek out about an artist's music and to chat about it, with Sometimes, some artists joining in those broadcasts for things like release parties. So I talked to Murray and Ryan, who is also a successful artist in his own right, about what fans want and what Stationhead is doing to give it to them. And we are very happy to welcome the Stationhead co-founders, Murray Levison and Ryan Starr, to the podcast. Hi, both of you. Hello. Hey, Uh Great to have you here. Now, um, before we talking about what Station Head is, what you were doing and how there's a sort of merger between sharing music and getting communities together. Can you just sort of give me some basic intro stuff and can you both tell me who you are and what your roles are at Station Head and what Station Head does? Mine is Ryan Starr. I uh, spent my
1: life making music. So I, I guess in a way, as uh, this would be about Station at my first startup was being a musician. Uh, and lucky enough to have a successful career out there and, um, realizing as, as I, as I went through that business and, and from touring, being on TV, making fans around the world and all that good stuff, uh, there was definitely a need for something more. I, I, I was, uh, realizing that social media was kind of empty for artists. And on the other side, you know, there was a lack of community in streaming and there was just you know, felt like there was room for more. You know, it wasn't just, I didn't want to just go uh, take pictures of my French toast and post them. You know, I wanted some more connection around the music. And that's when we decided to build Stationhead. And and what what it is, is a platform built for fans and artists. And uh, yeah, I'll let Murray, Murray take it from there.
2: Yeah, so Stationhead is a social music streaming platform for super fans and artists. So super fans like the Taylor Swift Swifties, Create communities on Stationhead where they can do various things like listen to music, chat, talk live with each other, break news, buy merch, and do anything really for their fandom. We currently have over 12 million users. They average around three hours per day on the platform. So, you know, for the best fans in music, Stationhead has really become their home. On the other side, artists and artist teams have been getting a ton of value to use Stationhead to connect their fans. And drive their core kpis things like streams sales and impressions these are things that while tapping into the station head audience and fandoms you can see significant results for uh, for example in the last year we've helped labels with over 300 charting releases for artists including Cardi b btf sean mendez and plenty more
0: right um, so th- that's quite interesting because this is one of the things that we talk about a lot in modern sort of music business discussions, which is about that direct fan connection, the needs of fans, how they need to be uh, engaged with one another and with the artists themselves and, and the kind of things they're looking for from that connection. Um, which obviously isn't a, a new thing per se, but it, the, the ability to actually facilitate that through platforms is is a, is a new and developing thing. And Station Head is an example of, it's one of those examples of how music is being used in new ways in the modern form of music consumption. Um, th- th- what you've just described is not just listening, it's interacting and engaging. So can, can you explain, uh, sort of first then, how a fan will engage with their community on Station Head? Um, and, and then we can perhaps talk about your journey to that point.
2: Yeah, well, specifically before getting into the journey, um, just to break it down really simply, Let's use the Swifties, for example. They're they're very topical right now. So the Swifties use Stationhead. Uh, they do various things. They create what we call stations. And on those stations, you can stream music. You can chat. It's very much like um, Twitch, but for music, right? Instead of video games, music is the social glee. It's the thing that brings people together. There is a host that kind of curates the show or live stream. And then within that live stream, you can do a number of things uh, beyond streaming and chatting and socializing. You can also do things like buy music. And then when a release happens, that's usually where there's more action, more activity, where fans are coming together to celebrate the new release, uh, help their artists. And that's when the artists typically come on to to the shows themselves. So for example, Olivia Rodrigo yesterday, the Livies, it's her fandom name. All week, they've been streaming her new album, Guts. Olivia jumped on yesterday to a fan station, surprised them, and hung out with them for about an hour. And she was listening to the music, talking about them, calling the fans on, and the fans were going crazy. But it can also be as simple as, this is what you listen to on your way to
0: work. Perhaps for listeners who haven't uh, used Station yet, so a really basic use case would be a launch party or an album listening party fans gather the artists can join in or they can have re-listening parties to celebrate anniversaries and things like that but there's obviously a lot more ways you can use it what does it what does it mean then to to the fans so you, you were saying there that I can imagine the uh, Olivia Rodrigo fans went crazy at that point um but what, what does it mean to them and why why is this something which scratches an itch for them
1: yeah, well, well, it's it's funny because you talked about the, the the modern, you know, way, the, the the modern experience of the fans, and I, I as a, as an artist, right? I my angle and my timing, I feel pretty lucky about when I came up. I was still in this like analog world, and I watched digital come to life, and I watched this whole music industry shift, uh, and there were wonderful things that happened. But the one thing that wasn't thought of or built for out of the gate, um, really was about the fans. The fans were left behind. Um, you know, when I think back to traditional things and it still happens today, you know, you, you, you I'm an artist like myself, like I wasn't, I wasn't big enough to just hang backstage and, you know, be that rock star, you know, get partying after the show. I, I I went out, right. I went out to the, to the fans. I went, you've seen, you've seen artists go to the merch booth and interact or do the VIP meet and greets. And it's like really, really working uh you know even off the stage for that connection with the fans and there's such a beautiful experience that happens uh it's something really unique that artists would understand which is that you just talk to those fans differently than when you're on the stage right just like um you know there's like i'm i'm putting a show on i'm up here i'm holding the microphone and you're the fan when you meet them after the show or waiting online to get into the show whatever that is that experience that intimacy with your best fan there's a difference there's something beautiful that happens uh, between the the artist and the fan and that is like a lifelong bond that hasn't made its way uh, into social media or streaming and that's what station head has so beautifully kind of you know and and figured out and 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 we figured it out by by building for the fans um you know it was a very lonely experience i feel like the fans were just left behind and left out in the cold right uh it was a lonely experience uh you know friday night comes to midnight the new music's out and you know at best you might have people saying hey i'm listening are you listening yeah you're listening i'm listening you know that that wish there was such a better way to get that unless you were actually at the release party you know with the artist uh it was it was a fairly lonely experience out there and, and that's that's what stationhead does we bring them together And it brings the excitement back into what was otherwise a lonely and
0: one-sided online music experience. What does this say, then, about the nature of modern fandom in terms of the consumption of music and what what they want? Um, Because, you know, obviously fans have always wanted that connection. You you talked about the merch stall, and that's something that obviously we've... Anyone who's been to a gig has probably experienced. But what does it say in terms of the the modern sense, in terms of what they want to get out of that connection with, first of all, each other, but also the artist?
2: Yeah, so we find that fans want to be a part of something. Uh, It's almost like being on a team. They want to feel like they're having impact. They want to be connected to their teammates. They want to be working towards a constant goal. And most importantly, they wanna have meaningful shared experiences. And, and that, like Ryan mentioned, has kind of been lost in the era of streaming. But well, we've brought that back and we've brought it back in a way where on Stationhead, your identity as a fan is nurtured and it's celebrated. This is why people go crazy for concerts. This is why they wait in line at merch booths to see the artists it's because they want those shared, meaningful experiences. And that's what Stationhead has been able to build.
0: Now, at this point, let me just take a moment to remind you that last year, Music Ally launched a series of five free courses covering everything you need to know about Amazon Music for artists, including programming and curation, selling artist merchandise, understanding voice technology, reaching audiences via Alexa, and live streaming on Twitch. Supported by Amazon Music, these courses are all completely free to access. And now, thanks to Amazon support, Music Ally is also able to offer complimentary certification to any individual or company that completes all five of the courses. So what have you got to lose? Nothing, that's what, because they're all free. So you can find a link to the Amazon Music for Artists series in our show notes beneath the podcast. Can you just explain... Stationhead's journey then, in terms of how you've positioned it as a platform, as something as fans can use to connect over music? Because there's, the, the, the basic idea has been the same all the way through the lifespan of Stationhead, hasn't there? But the, 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 am I right in sort of paraphrasing by saying the focus has shifted to more around the fan recently?
2: It's shifted a bit. Um, you know, We re- initially started the platform more focused on a UGC-type radio experience. Uh, superfans were one of those audiences, but we also did things with podcasters and sports broadcasters. Really around two years ago, we started to see strong signal with with superfans. And we decided to change our entire company, um, our entire product, our slogans. We really pivoted and focused 100% on superfans. And it's been the last two years where we've seen that explosive growth. And this all comes with no marketing budget. So we knew early on that we had to win with product. We didn't have the budget to pay Nicki Minaj $20 million to do a radio show on Station Head and kind of facilitate this fake growth. We knew we had to build a product that was meaningful. And we did that with fans. And and the first glimmer we had was Cardi B came on. Uh, It was basically the middle of the night. None of us even knew it happened. And we kind of saw it over the next few days on Twitter. Fans were talking, oh my God, Cardi B joined my station. When that happened, it validated StationHead as a platform that artists and fans trust. And then it just continued to happen where more and more artists were using StationHead to the point where, I mean, every week we're getting 10 plus artists using StationHead with their fans. And we've seen that explosive growth to the point where we're now, as I mentioned earlier, over 12 million users. We've grown over 80% in the last year. Uh, and again, this is happening with, with, with no marketing budget. We've found true product market fit with these fans and these artists.
1: And Joe, I'll, I'll add in uh, from the artist perspective along this journey as well. How cool is it that, you know, everything else uh, platform-based and internet-based was like, hey, we need content. I remember handing in a record uh, uh, after, you know, losing my mind and almost losing myself and putting my everything into this art and handing it to the label. And then the first... Thing they said to me and it wasn't even like cool let's rock out let's listen it was your hand in the record and literally the next words were great now we need content and <laughs> i'm thinking Damn, what was what was this this is my content and not to take away the awesomeness of of, of you know platforms and people being able to express themselves and you kind of uh creators and and the idea to get out there that's all beautiful but for for a musician you know and, and many musicians it is actually still about the music right and um it, it, you know for, for me now there's a place that I don't have to create anything instead we flip that model on its head and the the, the 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 it's it's about the fans right so the fans are basically there's a button on Cardi B's phone now where she knows at any moment she could pop in and her fans are celebrating her life's work and it's her best fans it's the ones that like the tour manager would be like hey you want to go see like your best friends like or over here Cardi come come say hi artists love that like it's it's such a cool thing and i hear it like yesterday with olivia rodrigo like BT- i hear it all the time when these artists are on i hear that thing uh tickle my brain and go oh i've experienced that that's that thing that's that deep human connection around music and your fans that happens really just on station head i've only heard it on station head and it's, it's quite beautiful and i get really excited about that but from an artist perspective it's a beautiful thing it's, a, it's it's the, it's the music's already there, and you're jumping in with your best fans. That's really the experience.
0: So, so essentially, the the the, con, the connection between the artist and the fan or the fans is the is the the content. You know, when you, it's, you we talk to a lot of artists, yes. you've just given your own story there. We we talk to artists sure. all the time, and they say how exhausted they are coming up with the content needed for all the different right. platforms, and it's a it's a separate job in itself. Essentially, here you're saying, well. Yeah the the needs are the music the, the the sort of the iconic nature of the artist and the fans and then just that relationship is is enough you don't have to prepare you don't have to go and do a photo shoot it's 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 that thing that the, yeah it's, it's, the, it's just like
1: that it's, it's why mariah carey could hop on without hair and makeup from a from a boat a few months ago you know like it's it's yeah it's the ease and it's about the music so it's very comfortable and it's your best fan so there's a yes there's a definite i know that exhaustion right you see it every time they have to that's how they have to get out there and promote their music now this is genuinely about the music and about the fans so it's it's it's, it's quite easy and you wind up hearing them talk in a different way too right like it's, it just becomes very it becomes that conversation that you would have in person with these kinds of fans. Very quickly, they very, very quickly are disarmed, and, and it's just really f- like fluid,
0: uh, transparent, awesome thing that happens between yeah. them. When and and what family. sort of behavior do you see then from the, the fans? You know, you've mentioned they're the artists, sort of they, they enjoy it, they 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 engage. They it's it's kind of nice for them in a way, I guess, because there's there's a sort of a comfortable distance that they can engage with. But what about the, what about the fans? And what are they getting?
2: A lot of social audio companies have struggled because they've had to come up with really interesting live audio content, which is difficult. Um, and with music, it just lowers the bar so much. You don't have to have this incredibly engaging speech. You can really just bring your music. And so our ability to get fans in and comfortable is really, really easy to the point where you're empowering these people who would never post a story on Instagram, would never go on stage, but now they're some of the most influential fans in music. And they're so influential that they're getting their favorite artists to come onto the platform. For example, we had a fandom for five seconds of summer. They were making so much noise for their fan, for their artists on station head, that the artist jumped on the fans show. Afterwards, we talked to some of the audience members uh, and one was particularly in Chile And she just wanted to thank us and the Station Head team because that moment on Station Head was the closest she had ever felt to her artists. They had never performed in Chile. And it's little moments like that are happening all the time. And so you say the word content, it's admittedly not a word we ever used at Station Head, um, which might be shocking, but we don't use that word because it really isn't a part of what we're doing. What we're doing is really about the community, the experience and the passion for the music.
0: Well, then you've got people gathering there in these spaces. You've got music is the thing that they they're there to sort of that's the, the the tent pole that they're all gathering around, okay? And it's the music of the artists or the or I guess it could be a scene or something or a genre, or something that they really love. But what about like you they're also they can also you have hosts, they can talk, you can you can have People discussing the music. What what is a good working balance there? Because, like you say, you've sort of pivoted away from the sort of uh, live radio-like roots in some ways, but this is still a sort of radio, isn't it? It's a bit. It's a bit like a phone in. You know. So, what, what is the right balance there for fans? And there isn't there
2: isn't one way to do Station Head, um, and that's kind of something that's really awesome about it. Is we built a platform and an instrument that other people know how to play better than us, and we empower them to do just that. So you can have highly curated shows, right? Like Imagine Dragons came on to walk through their most recent album. There were fans from all over the world. They went song by song, went really deep, called fans on. It was really, really special curated piece of piece of content that could actually stand on its own. Then you have people like Olivia Rodrigo, who yesterday was on Station Head, walking through her album, She wasn't really talking about the songs necessarily, but she was listening to it and she was shouting fans out and she was calling them. And at the end of the cast, she goes, I like this more than Instagram because I'm just hanging out with you guys. And so it varies. It varies from the casual to the more curated. And one of the beautiful things about Station Head is there isn't a right way to do it. As long as you love the music, as long as you have your community, whether it's a couple people or whether it's a million people, which we've had in single stream, you're going to have an amazing time.
1: You keep bringing it up and like, you know, we don't use the word often in, in radio, but but it's worth noting, right? Like, because clearly there are similarities. But if you look at the future and you think about everything else that's been disrupted and modernized, you know, uh, you know, from from TV and visuals and uh, marketing, whatever it is, this would be that modern version. Like the the future looks like this, right? It's it's like community run fan, you know. Yeah, I'd use the word radio there, right? It's it's like it's theirs, it's 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 our, it's ours, and then the artists are doing it together, right? It's not so much I'm the star and you're the audience. It's like this real beautiful uh, synergy now, and that is the future, and that's where, that's where, that's what we own, right? Like that's what we're building for, uh, specifically all about the fans and the artists together. That that's the world that that
0: that we see. What do you think this says about the consumption of music? You know, I was going to ask you about, you know, is Station Head, is, is it streaming, is it radio, is it something else? I think you've answered that. But what does it, what does it mean in terms of the, that kind of those, the units of music, the, the songs? Are they being this? Has that has the consumption of that changed as well?
1: It, it, in, in a beautiful way, it brings it back. You know, it brings to the it brings it to the center stage again you know i think i think it's been easy to dismiss it and make it secondary to my dance video or at you know like it's become the secondary piece that you're hopping on other pieces of content or whatever i think this is a moment where yeah it becomes the focus it becomes um the music's the glue that's like that's probably
2: the most beautiful part about it we are bringing that excitement back to the online music experience we're getting rid of hashtag streaming party tweets on twitter or going to itunes to just buy something on your own we're making it fun again. We're recreating that concert-like experience. And we see so much opportunity. I mean, we live in this world. We see so much opportunity right right now in this space that has pretty much been ignored. The superfan and the online music experience space has has really been ignored. And we see so much opportunity that we're building for right now that really just, just beyond excites us. I was at a concert. I've liked this one band
1: since I'm a kid. Sunny Day Real Estate. is one of my favorite bands. Never seen them live, uh, you know, 20 years or whatever. And they come to Brooklyn and they play a show, and I'm there. Uh, they are literally one of my favorite bands on the planet. Never have I gone to their website to buy a T-shirt or whatever. But I'm in. I'm in the frenzy. I'm in the excitement. I, I'm around the people. I see a line. I get on that line. I buy my first Sunny Day T-shirt because I'm there, and that feeling happens. Uh, at Station Head as well. Like there's this excitement, there's this live energy that puts you, you, you in that kind of mode that you that you would have only experienced uh,
0: IRL. Where do you think this is going in terms of two things, really? In terms of the the kind of functionality and features that Station Head's going to build in, because you've mentioned their selling opportunities, you've mentioned how you've got super fans primed to do all these things that business people in the music industry like, uh, but also you've got this environment that artists seem to like as well. So what sort of features are you going to build in to encourage all of those things? And what does it, what does that say about how fans are going to behave going forwards?
2: Yeah, I mean, to be clear, um, we have released commerce features already and we've seen huge success with that. So, for example, we released a live commerce feature focused on digital music downloads. And that has immediately become one of the most powerful tools in music. For example, with Nicki Minaj's number one single, we drove 50% of those sales in 30 minutes. 30 minutes of her being live, we drove 50% of sales. And again, it goes back to that feeling of I'm here with people. It's exciting. And there's a ton of opportunities around that. We've also introduced features similar to a Strava or a Duolingo, where you are rewarded and incentivized to being a fan Depending on how much you listen, how much you're engaging, you're rewarded. And, and with those rewards, it gives you different access. Um, and going forward, what we're really excited about is all the opportunity with community here. We've now built the community. Uh, again, over 12 million users are highly passionate. We know how difficult it is to get there, particularly with no marketing budget. And now that we have it, there's so much more that we can add on that we're excited to. And the future will include everything from breaking news and community threads to commerce, ticketing, anything that it means to be a fan, we we believe we're going to do better
0: on station. I remember back if you dial things back two years when everybody was jumping on live streams to do gigs during the pandemic, artists I spoke to were sort of, they, they were feeling, some of them were feeling a little bit torn about doing a live stream and sort of also asking for money sort of saying to fans hey can you support me by going and downloading this or buying this or whatever is this something that you think the artists on on the main are sort of a hurdle they've overcome now and that they're, they're happy to they're happy to, to sort of recognize the the dynamic here which is i do this for you and you are probably going to support me by doing this
1: yeah that artist feeling is it's icky it, it brings me back to like when i would busk on subways like it feels a little bit um, tip jar Um, the best way I could describe it then is because I, I feel that. And I talked to a lot of artists that were doing those kinds of types of things. And, um, you know, there's a small place I love so dearly in New York, uh, old school. It's it's just beautiful. It's called Rockwood music hall. And, uh, uh, started my solo career out of there. And one of the things is, you know, they, they, throw the old school, they throw the tip jar around. It's really charming, right? Especially as you're coming up, it's like kind of important to pay for the gas money or whatever to get there. And, um. I remember coming back to that same stage as a more accomplished, you know, mainstream artist. Right. And it was more I was just doing a small show for my intimate fans, but still habitually they'd send that tip jar around and I'd see it and I'd do that cool thing of like, hey, Ken, you know, put that tip jar away. This is for the fans. Like, don't don't nobody do that. Nobody give me money like that. Like that was just like I didn't want that. But. After the show, come up to the merch booth. I want to hang with you guys. And and you know, like that, I had no problem doing that. That was part of my my business. You know, like I I wanted to sell those shirts. I wanted to sell the music. I wanted to, you know, give them autographs. So so that there, there is, I think those other platforms uh that people were a little uh more hesitant on were, were really designed around that that tip jar mentality. And I think um, yeah, it's that's not gonna work, especially for artists that don't want to. Kind of uh, lean on their fans that way on this clear transactional you know thing. So again, I think we, we 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 harness something really special, which is this like we need each other as fans and artist engagement.
0: I will put some links to um, obviously Station Head, but perhaps some of the um, channels and things, and people can check them out and uh, see exactly what's going on. Um, my final uh, question then to you both uh, is contextual. We've been talking about music a lot, and I, I like that when we have a podcast like that. So. What if you could, both of you, only listen to one piece of music for the rest of your life? What would it be? Murray's silent, so I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go
1: first. Uh, there's a. Uh, it, 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 it would change over time. I, I will say I think my 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 most the, the most in awe I ever get as a musician, where like my blood goes the opposite way, and that really special feeling. Some people get chills or tingles. Like for me, it's like I could just feel my, you know, pulse change. Uh, and, and it's a song I'll just I never I don't even try to figure it out because it's it's just I'm so fascinated and all by it but it's God only knows by the Beach Boys there's something incredibly special yeah that's like in the world's DNA that one uh, and then there's this beautiful album that if I just had to listen to human emotion uh, spelled out uh, there's this beautiful record that Peter Gabriel put out a few years back now um, called like scratch your back and it's a it's a record of covers And there's no drums, and he's he's just covering like really modern, cool stuff, like Radiohead songs and Arcade Fire and cool stuff his daughter turned him on to, Bon Iver. And um, it's just him and an orchestra and his voice. And it is one of the most stunning pieces of music that I could just – go up over and over again on.
0: Okay, that's a good recommendation. I haven't heard that one. Okay, I will I will put links to both of those beneath the podcast. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Uh Murray, you've had the benefit of some While extra you're at thinking it, time. Feel free to uh, shout out Ryan Starr and my music. Oh, yeah, of course. We'll we'll we we'll <laughs> really a link gonna to gonna your spain, work really as well. Really, really, really <laughs> yeah, minus minus Ryan Starr. <laughs> 100%.
2: 1159. In addition to Ryan Starr 1159, Sgt. Pepper's, Beatles. It's an obvious one, but I can listen to that for the rest of my life, and and will listen to it for the rest. Of my life.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes the obvious ones are the obvious ones for a reason, aren't they? But what, what, what is it specifically about Sergeant Pepper's that? I mean, obviously, it's it's hard to add something very new to the discourse around Sergeant Pepper's. But what is it that you really like about it? What's what what grabs you every time?
2: Well, there's a sense of nostalgia for me too. Uh, it's one of the first. It was like the first time. My dad played music for me that I loved on my phone. I remember just on the drive to school, being like, "Oh, this is this is something. This is something different. This is something special." We sang it at the top of our lungs, front to back, and so I'll always carry that nostalgia factor with me. And it happens to be one of the most innovative and special albums ever ever created. So it worked out. Yeah. It worked
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. You've covered covered all your bases there. I think if you're going to get stuck with one album, it might as well be one of those that uh, ticks all the boxes. Uh, Well, I will link, in case anyone out there has not listened to Sergeant Peppers, I will link to that as well. Um, (laughs) You never know. You never know. Okay, look, um, uh, time's up. Thanks ever so much, uh, uh, Murray and Ryan, both of Stationhead. Thank you so much, John. Blast. So there we are. And uh, thank you to both our guests for joining us this week. If you found that useful, please share it on With somebody else who you think will get something out of it. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'd of course love to hear from you. You can email me. uh, It's joe, J O E, at musically.com. Now, Music Ally also has a free weekly email called The Knowledge, which rounds up bits and pieces of the best analysis, news, marketing insight, and skills from across Music Ally's broad range of services. So sign up, and it will land with a wet thump in your inbox every Friday. Links to that are below the podcast as well as Uh, all the other things we talked about in the podcast today. So that's it. Thanks for listening uh, and for joining us here on the podcast. I've been Joe Sparrow. You have been you. And until next time, farewell.